morning, everybody. Good morning. We are beginning a uh, series today called Ghost, not based on the movie, but based on the Holy Spirit. Okay? Um, let me start this way. A great author, Max Lucado, um, writes about a guy who wanted to learn to dance. And being a smart guy, uh, he got a book on dancing. After all, he learned computer by book, he learned accounting by book, so why not dancing? So he gets the book and he proceeds to do what it says. If it says the book tells him to sway, then he would sway. If it tells him to shuffle, he would shuffle. And he even cut out like uh, paper shoe imprints and put them all over the floor so it would be easier for him to get all the steps right. Finally, the guy finds uh, the time to feel like it's ready to introduce to his wife. So he invites his wife and, and as if revealing some kind of big surprise to her, says, are you ready? He says, okay. And so he begins with the audience of his wife holding the book in one hand, uh, walking through each of the steps, reciting the steps out loud uh, to his wife as he's walking through them all. It says, lean with your left shoulder, then move your right foot, and so on and so forth. And, and finally, when he's all done, he plops down on the couch, just exhausted. And he says, uh, so what do you think? I executed it perfectly, didn't I? She said, you executed it all right. You killed it. And I was like, what are you talking about? She says, what about the music? You forgot the most important part. You forgot the music. It's not even dancing if there's no music. It's just, I'm not even sure what to call what you just did. But it's not dancing. Well, this guy never even thought about the music. He remembered the book, and he learned the steps, and he memorized all the rules, but he forgot completely about the music. So then his wife says, listen, she tells Alexa to play some slow dance music, and it begins. She holds out her hand and says, this time, don't worry so much about the steps and the rules. Just follow the music. And within a couple of minutes, they're twirling and dancing and just having a wonderful time with it all. Here's, here's the deal. Christians all over the world are, are prone to follow the book while ignoring the music. The Holy Spirit is the music for the dance. The Holy Spirit is the music for the dance. People all over are walking through the steps with no music in their hearts, and they wonder why their Christian life is a drudgery. Jesus plainly says, the helper is coming. The helper is coming. He comes to give you a life of connection with God. He helps you to live a supernatural life in the midst of a very, very natural world. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know about your experience in the past. But when I was growing up, whenever I heard about the Holy Ghost, it kind of freaked me out. It kind of freaked me out a little. And I understood God the Father. That makes sense to me. I have a Father. I understand God the Son, Jesus. I get Jesus. I've seen pictures, even the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus. But then there's the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And that just seemed all a little mysterious and weird to me. Didn't know what it was all about. And the answers that I got when I was young didn't alleviate the freakiness. In fact, when I, was, when I would go someplace that was way into the Holy Ghost... I just thought it was all really weird. I thought it was all weird. There were tambourines everywhere, <laughs> people speaking in weird languages. It all just kind of made me squirm. Later on, I found out it's just the people that are weird, not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, The Holy Spirit is the gift of God to live inside of us. Helps us become 
all that we were created by God to be. The very best potential you, the very best version of you, is the you that is spirit-empowered to the max. That's the truth. So what we're going to do in the next few weeks is get a, a biblical understanding of who exactly the Holy Spirit is and what role he plays in the life of believers. So we're going to start in the Gospel of John chapter 14, and we'll look at some of the words of Jesus today to kind of build a foundational understanding. And I pray that within over the, over the next few weeks or so that we would all just know the presence of the power of God a bit better than we do right now. So John 14, starting in verse 16, Jesus is, is comforting his disciples, explaining that he was going to go away, but he was going to send someone that would be even better than him. And the words he said was this, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you. He will be with you forever. So the, verse 17 there shows us that the, the counselor is the Holy Spirit. It says, the spirit of truth, he calls it, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. And that is kind of where I was. I was skeptical. I didn't see him or know him. Therefore, I didn't accept him. But Jesus says these words in verse 17. But you know him and recognize him, for he lives with you and will be in you. So, first of all, the Holy Spirit is not an it. A lot of people say it when they refer to the Holy Spirit. It was leading me to do something. Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as him, the third person of the Trinity. So, when you read about the Holy Spirit in the, in the scriptures, you see that, you see things like you can grieve the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit loves you. Jesus says, I'm going away, and I'm sending the Spirit to be not just with you, but within you. It's called the counselor sometimes, and that word can also be translated comforter or advocate or helper. It comes from a, a Greek word, parakletos, which really comes from two words, para, which means alongside of, and kletos, which refers to the call. So very literally, the Holy Spirit is the one who comes alongside the call, or the one who's inside the believer. The Holy Spirit is your comforter, your helper, God in spirit form, who lives inside of you. Now, uh, just taking a step back, I can't help but initially to think this way. If I think about a choice between Jesus in the flesh and the Holy Spirit, well, I, I want to take Jesus with me. <laughs> Imagine if Jesus was walking along in the physical form here in Orlando. I mean, how cool would that be? It seems like, I mean, that would be like the best thing ever. Going with Jesus to go get coffee. Going, taking Jesus with me to the gym. You know, going to an event and bringing Jesus and introducing him to all my friends. I mean, it seems like, that's awesome. Can life get better than that? I don't think so. But Jesus shows us that there's actually something that's much, much better than that for us and him in the flesh. Because if you think about it, as cool as that seems, think about it. When Jesus was here on this earth, if he was with me, then he's not with you. If he's here, then he's not there. He's limited physically to a singular geographic location. He says it this way in John 16, 7. It's best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the helper, the Holy Spirit, won't come. If I do go away... He will come because I will send him to you. 
So in essence, Jesus is saying, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will dwell within you and within you and within you and within you. He'll be within you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Ever. So this week we're going to look at what the Holy Spirit does in the life of a believer. Next week I'm going to show you the evidence of the Spirit's power and work inside of you. And then we're going to take a few weeks to look at the power of the Holy Spirit to equip you to live that supernatural life in the midst of a natural world. Because the Holy Spirit gives you gifts of all kinds and a calling to go along with them. It's a pretty wide and varied list. It's very intriguing. And we're going to look at all of that in the weeks ahead. But just in the time that remains today, I want to just step back and kind of take a look at the obvious. So when you see Christians all over the world, so often you see believers in Jesus, but people who look almost really no different than the rest of the world. Often they're still bound by the same sins as everybody else. You see people who are afraid and struggling and gripped by fear and worry and anxiety. So we believe in Jesus, but for many... Our lives really have little or no power at all. Why would that be? Why would that be? It's because so many of us today are living kind of a spiritless life, trying to remember steps and principles and things associated with the dance, but forgetting all about the music, wondering why they don't really enjoy the dance that much anymore, forgetting all about the fact that it was the music that drew them in the first place. So we have this tons of tepid believers living kind of a spiritless life when God wants his children to live a spirit-filled, spirit-empowered, spirit-led, and spirit-equipped life of victory. So we'll look at the evidence of the Spirit's work next week. We'll look at the, the, the power of the, the Spirit in our lives in the weeks to come, but I'm going to start that for next Sunday. For the last few minutes today, I want to talk about how the Holy Spirit ministers in the life of a believer. And he does it really uh, three different ways that I want to look at today. Here's the first thing, if you, if you jot these down as we go. The first thing is the Holy Spirit will comfort you. It will comfort you. Three different things we'll look at. The first is the Holy Spirit will comfort you. In John 14, verse 16, Jesus says, I'll pray to the Father. Now look what he says. They will... He will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. That's the presence of God through the Holy Spirit. And I can promise, I know, I know, there are lots of you that are going through some stuff right now, going through some difficult things. But you can sense the presence of the Holy Spirit. Even though you're hurting, you can sense his comfort. You know that God is with you. He can comfort you with the peace that passes all understanding. That's what the Bible says. That's the comforting presence of the Holy Spirit. I have sat with families who have lost a loved one in what seemed like a very untimely way. So they're dealing now with a shocking reality that someone they have loved and lived alongside is just suddenly no longer there. So it's, it's a tearing away of all that's normal. And yet in the midst of all that, they find this sense of comfort, this peace that gives them the ability and the power to get up every day and face it with strength. That comfort comes from the Holy Spirit who walks alongside you. He's the one who comes alongside the called. That's the first thing. The Holy Spirit will comfort you. The second thing is the Holy Spirit will counsel you. He will counsel you. <coughs> he is your counselor. He is your guide. 
Scripture says it this way in John 16, 13. Jesus says these words. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you in all truth. He'll guide you in all truth. You don't know what to do. So you start praying, and the Holy Spirit can give you direction. He can give you wisdom. He can give you discernment. You can go through a day knowing that the Holy Spirit is with you. And you might get an impression in your mind as you've prayed and waited on God. Talk to that person. Pray for that person right now. It's time to make this decision. Don't say what you're about to say. <laughs> That's the Holy Spirit. That's like an awareness of the Spirit of God guiding you. That's the Spirit-filled life. It's not walking by sight. It's walking by faith. He is your counselor. There have been times that I needed to hear from God. I was at a fork in the road, and I wanted more than anything to know, God, where do you, which way do you want me to go here? So Lord left or right. Which way should I go? I've got to make a choice here, Lord. So I would really love some guidance, some direction, some counsel. And more times than I can recall, it's then that something comes alive to me in God's word, or maybe a trusted friend calls me or talks to me and says, I just feel prompted by the Lord to tell you this. And it's something pertinent to my situation. <clears throat> the Spirit brought me counsel when I needed it the most, and it'll do the same for you. I love this picture in Isaiah chapter 30. It says, whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Don't you love that? The Lord whispered to you, this is the way. Walk in it. I will also say this. There have been times that I've called out to God for wisdom or direction, and I've asked God, please, Lord, give me something obvious here, like something real clear, no question about it, no discernment needed sort of counsel, you know, the clear word, skywriting, Morgan Freeman's voice, <laughs> my Bible blowing open to a page that says, do this now. But you know, as well as I do, it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes there just seems to be silence. And in those times, I will try to be just as prayerful and as trusting as ever. And I'll just remember God's word that says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And I will make the best decision I think can be made in that moment. Trusting that God's word and his counsel has brought light to my path. And I can simply walk forward in faith knowing that he is the one who illuminates my way. He is the Holy Spirit who resides in me. He is the great counselor. He knows all things. That's the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. So the Spirit will comfort you. He will counsel you. The third thing is that the Holy Spirit will convict you. The Holy Spirit will convict you. It's not condemn you. It is convict you. It's a big difference. The Spirit's voice is not a belittling voice. It's an encouraging one. Just think about it. If somebody calls you a person of conviction, that's a compliment, isn't it? So when the Spirit convicts, it's for the purpose of correction, getting us moved onto the right path, the one that leads to life and to blessing. The enemy condemns. The enemy says, you're hopeless. That's condemnation. The Holy Spirit whispers, there's a better way, and I'll help you get there. That's conviction. Huge difference. One is a black hole that spirals down to death. The other one is a beacon of hope and light that leads you to life. Conviction is a blessing. It's a blessing. 
In John 16, verse 8, Jesus says, When the Spirit comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. That, friends, is primarily dealing with unbelievers. But I will tell you, I want that gentle nudge. I want the Spirit of God to nudge me, to remind me when I'm on a path that leads me towards destruction in any way, shape, or form. I want that. I welcome that from the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will point us toward life, the kind of life that reflects, demonstrates, shows that we have the Spirit of God living inside of us. That's what I want. Because I know that that is the path that leads to life and blessing and joy unspeakable. And maybe right now, some of us are being convicted by the Holy Spirit about something. Maybe something in your life that is not as it should be right now, and you're feeling uneasy about it all. I haven't even said anything about what it might be, but you're feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Why is that? That's the presence of God. That's the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Convicts. Brings light. There are others that are being drawn to God right now. You don't even know why. You wouldn't even call yourself a church person. But you're being drawn to God. You're experiencing his conviction. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. You're being drawn to God. And you can surrender to him and experience his life and his love and his forgiveness. Or you can fight him off. We all have that ability in those moments of conviction. We can surrender to him, experience his love, his grace. Or we can fight him off. But I would tell you, I would warn you, don't fight him off for too long. Because you don't want your heart growing hard toward the gentle voice of the Holy Spirit. You don't want that. We want to learn to be attentive to the Holy Spirit. Because he wants to comfort. And he wants to counsel. And he wants to convict. We need all three. And I say for the next handful of weeks, we commit ourselves to tuning into the Holy Spirit. Whatever it is that he's whispering to us. We want to hear it. You don't want to miss that. Don't you bow your hands and we'll pray. Our Father, we're so grateful that the great plan that you put together brought Jesus to us to pay the price so that we might be reconciled to you. But it didn't end there. But that he would go so the Holy Spirit could dwell inside every believer. That we could walk with you, whether we live in Orlando or in China or in Australia. It doesn't matter. We get to walk with you. So, Lord, thank you for the, the comforter, the counselor, the convictor that comes and walks alongside of us, that dwells inside of us, so that we might know you more deeply, walk with you more closely. That's our desire, Lord. We don't want to be people who just know about you. We want to know you, and we want to know you better tomorrow than we do today. So, Lord, I pray that all of us would tune in to the voice of the Holy Spirit so that we might experience the music from the dance and let it never become drudgery for us, but let it be life and light. We believe you for this, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Um, if you are carrying a prayer need today, some kind of burden, we'll have a couple of our friends in the back corner of the room for a few minutes after the service. There's something weighing on your heart. Please talk to them. Pray with them and bring God's best of their in your life. Okay? Let the Holy Spirit work inside of you starting this day. Okay? All right. Watch your stand.
Let me remind you of this. Go in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And remember, the God who came still comes, and the God who spoke still speaks. God bless you. I love you. Have a great Sunday.
Walk on, man, Daddy. Pretty bad.